Welcome to the BTI Science Bomb, the official podcast of the Boyce Thompson Institute, where we specialize in discovery science in support of agriculture, the environment, and human health. I am your host, Keith Hannon, and today we are pleased and honored to be joined by former BTI president, Charlie Arnson, who is a decorated scientist on his way towards retirement, but wanted to stop by and reflect on his time at BTI and also talk about why it's important as we approach Giving Tuesday to support organizations like the Boyce Thompson Institute. And we are going to talk to Charlie about uh, not only his time here at BTI, uh, but also what he has been up to since he's been at Arizona State and where he, he recently retired, right, Charlie? You're that's right. You're a recent retiree. Free, free man. Now. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Charlie, tell us a little bit about uh, kind of the the work that you uh, you've done uh, over your career, I guess, and kind of how you got started into science. We interviewed Paul Debbie earlier, who talked a little bit about your some of the work you've done in your life, and uh, and he he referenced some of the things you would probably talk about. But we'd love to hear it from you. What what got you into science and what are kind of the some of the favorite things you've worked on in that time well i was a farm boy from minnesota i went to, off to the university of minnesota got a mass, bachelor and master's in horticulture uh left to purdue university to get my phd and spent the first oh, 15 to 20 years of my life studying chloroplast development photosynthesis trying to improve crops for better photosynthetic efficiency. While we were at this, we got involved with understanding a concept called herbicide resistance. Farmers were using herbicides, the weeds failed to die. We identified a genetic change that caused them to resist herbicides. That attracted the attention of DuPont, and I moved to DuPont and was the director of research setting up a team or setting up DuPont's uh, plant molecular biology group, which uh, has grown today into the pioneer hybrid corn group. Um, but anyway, while at, at DuPont, I really uh, learned the technology of plant genetic engineering, uh, plant molecular details, so plant molecular biology. And uh, when, when the opportunity came to move uh, uh, from uh, DuPont, I jumped to te Texas A&M University, started with them as a deputy chancellor for agriculture. In that position, I set up a new research institute in the Texas Medical Center uh, that focused on uh, trying to use plant and animal agriculture in developing new strategies for human health improvement. Uh, the guys up at Boyce Thompson knew what I was doing, both from DuPont and Texas A&M. And when Ralph Hardy stepped down as president, they came and suggested that I move to Ithaca and be the president, which I did. Fantastic place. I couldn't resist the opportunity to come to the BTI. It's known and it's still known as a premier research institute for plant biology. So I was there for a number of years. And loved my time in, in Ithaca and in the Boyce Thompson. But um, Arizona State University came along 
offered me the chance to move and develop a new biomedical research institute here in Tempe. Uh, again, it was one of those things that's irresistible, uh, $16 million a year of new money and, uh, uh, and, and opportunity to hire new people, build new buildings, and uh, it, it's going strong today. It's called the Biodesign Institute. I was the founding director, and uh, it started out and remains as our flagship uh, research activity at ASU. Great. Well, talk to us a little bit about what you, uh, when you were here at, at BTI, you know, what, what did you, what did you expect coming in and, and what was your time like and, and was it everything you thought it would be when, when you inevitably left? Well, there's two parts to that. One is my personal research and activities and the other is more the, the, the general direction. When I came into the BTI, it was, there was an extremely strong group in ecology, uh, environmental biology, and uh, a much smaller but growing uh, interest in uh, plant molecular biology. This was back in 1995. It was in the area when uh, biotechnology was just expanding in, in every field, human health and, and agriculture, etc. And the board of directors at the time really challenged me to come in and find ways in which we could recruit new faculty members like uh, Greg Martin was one of the early ones that uh, were recruited, uh, many others, working with David Stern, who was already there at the time, and, and again, many others, well, not many others, there's a few others who were interested in the, the basics of, of the molecular side of uh, plant biology. So over a five-year period uh, at BTI, and uh, with the help of the board, it was really my goal, and, and uh, I think it worked out very well, to sort of reshift the direction of the Institute, making it much heavier in the uh, uh, genetic side of research, uh, and, and in the process, strengthening the financial situation of the Institute. When I came in, we were struggling, I guess I'd say, it uh, we the the shift in the federal government's support of research was going more and more towards genetics and biotechnology, especially in agriculture and human health, and we sort of had to get on that bandwagon, and uh, we did. We uh, a lot of research was redirected. We recruited outstanding people, most of whom are still there, bringing in large research grants, making the. BTI, an even more vibrant uh, research uh, area than it was before. And all the time, we were doing things like modernizing the library, changing the accounting system. Uh, it was five years of exciting time in the Boyce Thompson uh, Institute history. As for me personally, when I was started a biomedical institute uh, in Houston, I looked for something that I could do there that would marry my interests in plant biology with human health and uh, initiated a program that sounded a little bit crazy at the time, but <laughs> could we use plants to biomanufacture protein drugs like vaccines? And uh, I had just done some early stage demonstration projects uh, when I was in Houston, moved to Boyce Thompson with bringing three people along with me we set up a program in BTI on plant-made pharmaceuticals. We did our we did three human clinical trials on uh, uh, 
drugs or vaccines made in tobacco plants, did all of those while I was at the BTI. Each one was widely accepted as a, something exciting and, and a new approach to science. I've taken that from BTI, I've uh, recruited uh, some of my people back down here to Arizona, so it'll uh, steal them away from BTI, but... Um, <laughs> it's all part of the business. It, it's part of science. It's <laughs> but uh, we've been very successful in continuing this. Uh, I've sort of retired on a high note because uh, we did the first uh, crazy experiments on producing antibodies against Ebola in tobacco uh, in 2014 at the peak of this uh, Ebola outbreak in, uh, in West Africa. Our therapeutic called ZMAP, it's a cocktail of monoclonal antibodies, was used to save the lives of two missionaries in, in uh, Liberia and then eventually used with other people. So uh, there's very few people in my type of science who can say, we discovered or we tried a crazy idea on the lab bench, starting back with the things that we were doing at BTI, but taking a crazy idea that most people weren't accepting, validating it, proving it, and then seeing people's lives saved in the process. So. Uh, for me, it has been a remarkable, uh, wonderful period of science. I thank the BTI for allowing me to get this whole program in motion, and I cherish the time that I spent with my wonderful colleagues in the BTI, many of whom uh, influenced me and, and gave me new ideas and allowed me to see how to make this work. When you look at the science, science landscape, do you think we need more risk-taking? Do you think that's happening? Or do you think it's, um, you know, maybe the, the state of, you know, competition for funding makes people take less risks? What, what, do, you, what do you see there? Well, yes, I think yeah, overall, and I'll, I'll take things related to plant biology and, and uh, basic human health issues. It's hard to be a risk-taker these days because, uh, Government grant money is tight. The peer review panels are uh, very conservative. They don't want to fund anything unless there's uh, a high certainty that it's going to succeed, which is sort of not the reason we do research. For that reason, when I've set up our new institute, the Biodesign Institute at ASU, we've reserved funds we, and we have done philanthropic fundraising to build a cache of, of uh, support that we can use for exploratory research. And one reason I've done this is really the whole concept that's behind the Boyce Thompson Institute. You've got an endowment, you get philanthropic support. It allows your scientists at BTI to do creative new things. They don't have to go to NSF or USDA or NIH to do those first exploratory projects that are so very important to show that your ideas are on the right track. And BTI is just a marvelous place to do creative research, something off the beaten track, allow it to get started, and then go in and compete very successfully um, against other great laboratories around the country. But be successful because um, in the BTI, you're in a setting that you can do create, use creativity as a starting point with this background of support that uh, exists in the Institute.
So, Charlie, this is a Giving Tuesday for National Nonprofit Day of Giving. Uh, I'm curious, you know, having just started up a, a program recently at, at ASU, uh, where I'm imagining it, it took a fair amount of funds to do that, uh, in terms of funding for science, are you seeing more need for individual or, or private philanthropy versus relying solely on, on government money? Well, I think in, in the end of the day, we're very uh, dependent upon government grant support to do the things we want to do. But it it's very hard to depend on government support for new ideas, for something very novel, thinking outside the box. And to me, that's really what philanthropy is all about, finding very bright people, supporting them to do new things, uh, go against the grain, if you will. Try out ideas that uh, are not right in the mainstream, but allow them to validate something new. And uh, I, I urge all your listeners, all your followers, to continue to support or begin to support the BTI, as I have. And, uh, uh, you know, you've got such a great institution with outstanding people. It would just... It, it's just a very logical place uh, for me to say, uh, help support that place. Well, we thank you so much for the years you, you envisioned that you provided BTI and as well as your continued uh, philanthropic support as well uh, for, for helping advance the science here at BTI. And, you know, you're certainly somebody in our uh, quote-unquote alumni community that we're, we're really proud to have had through these through these doors. and do work in these walls and it's exciting to, to see what you were able to accomplish and we know that you have a much deserved uh, retirement ahead of you and uh if you ever get bored you can always come back here all right i'll do that <laughs> all right charlie arnson uh former president of bti and uh, uh department head over at arizona state university and now a retired scientist uh, thank you so much for your time, and we look forward to uh, talking with you again soon, Charlie. Okay, take care. Thanks again. All right, thank you. Well, that does it for us today. Please continue to share this science podcast with your friends, family, and colleagues, or anyone who might like to learn more about discovery research. And by anyone, we mean everyone, because everyone loves science once they get to know it. We hope you'll consider supporting BTI on Giving Tuesday or any time before the end of the calendar year by visiting btiscience.org slash give where you can learn all about the ways you can make an impact on some of the world's most important scientific research. When you do that, you'll support not only our research but programming like the Science Bomb. <laughs>